Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, and we are ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. And welcome, welcome to, and we are talking about ending binge eating and bulimia and overeating and food obsession and body hate and chewing and spitting and uh, chocoholicness and stress eating and emotional eating and being able to have true permanent peace from all of those things. Um, and I'm super excited about our topic today. This is requested by one of our grads, which I just think is like super fun. We have a really phenomenal community, which is just a really cool thing on top of that. So what we're talking about today is how incredibly impacted and influenced we are by the people around us. And so we're gonna dive into a little bit about just, I mean, there's a lot of research on this as well. I mean, you guys can look up all sorts of things that, I mean, really in phenomenal ways support like just how shaped we are by the people around us. But we're gonna dive into a couple of really fun things um, to look at and then talk about really that, that power of community and how to surround yourself by the people that are going to get you you that you want to be right like the person that you want to be is influenced by the people around you and how to really navigate that so and having the people that are going to uplift you in that quest for you as your best self so yeah really really fun here and let's talk about a couple of elements you become a lot like the people around you and some of it is in a a conscious proactive way of like I am somebody who holds these certain beliefs and so I surround myself with people who have these similar beliefs and that's who I am most agreeable with or that's who I feel most friendship with and so we are connected and attracted to those people. So that's part of it. It's in like a like a proactive way. But then there's a lot of things that happen on the subconscious and the not active and not choice level of how we're influenced, you know, by the people around us. And we are either not aware of aspects of ourselves, but even without that awareness, we start attracting people who are like that. We also teach people how to treat us, right? So we, we tolerate the people that we tolerate, right? So if we are like, I don't like being treated this way, but you are teaching through your actions of like, I am going to tolerate somebody treating me this way, then you end up having those people in your life still. Somebody with a higher standard for how they let people treat them, right? Of like, it, their higher self-worth, like it's not okay to treat me this way, that's not acceptable, then the people who would treat them worse than what their standard is tend to be out of their life. And so your standards, whether they're conscious or whether they're a habit, are going to also be a determiner of the people around you. Um, and there are a couple of different elements that once you have those people around you, these elements come up and they're they're very interesting and powerful to explore. So hi guys, welcome on, welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so one of the first elements is that you become more and more like the people who are around you. So 
let's say you hold a certain belief. Let's say you hold a certain political belief, right? There's a lot of, you know, um, talk about things happening in politics right now and, you know, without getting specifically into anything like current day in politics, even though those are important things as well. Let's just talk about the general belief of like, okay, I hold this political view. And then you start surrounding yourself by people who hold those same political views. Well, this is how your brain works as well, but it's also reinforced in your peer group. You hold a belief and in your peer group, that belief is never challenged because you've surrounded yourself by people that believe the same way. And that belief is constantly reinforced because the people around you believe in that same way. And so you believe more and more in that. You don't have any evidence to counter it and you have more and more evidence for it, which makes it seem more and more true for you and for everyone else around you. Now with something that you are great with believing and it's true and it's awesome and okay, like let's go ahead and believe that and that's serving the world and that's how I'd want my family to believe and all that jazz, like that can work for your advantage. But if it's something that you would want to change about yourself or that doesn't serve you, then it works to your disadvantage because it's, it's consistently reinforced. So let's take this to the realm of habits with food, right? So let's say that you want to change your patterns in eating, whether you're overeating or binge eating or eating at night or whatever it is that you don't feel good about. And you want to change that, but you feel hopeless and like it can't happen. Now, if you are surrounded by people who are also reinforcing that of, oh, well, it can't happen. And, oh, well, you know, you can't change those things. And, well, this is just who you are. You have an eating disorder or you're just, you know, a food addict or whatever it is. Then if you hold those beliefs and then the people around you hold those beliefs, then just like with anything else, you know, with politics or whatever other element, that's going to become stronger and stronger. And then you will all, as a group, start gathering more and more evidence. So this is a big thing that we run into that is, you know, something it's important to navigate with people getting free is a lot of times they're in an environment where there's been a belief cultivated that they aren't successful or they don't have self-control over decades, right? So we have a woman coming to us that has been struggling with binge eating for 40 years, right? She, her family puts a lock on the fridge when they all go to bed because they know that she doesn't have self-control. They've seen her fail diets over and over and over again. They've seen literally decades of, you know, her reinforcing and saying like, oh my gosh, I don't have any self-control. I can't believe I did this again. Like, I'm, you know, so sorry. What do we do? And then she is in this habit of doing things that don't work, right? Like it hasn't worked, the diets have just made it worse, like the believing she doesn't have self-control has just made it worse, but she doesn't know that on her journey, right? And then she comes to an element of change where maybe we've invited her in and we know that we can get her free from this, even though it's been 40 years, like that's what we do all the time. We specialize in helping people who have had the same struggle for over 40 years and that getting worse for 40 years. And then in a handful of weeks, we show them how to turn it around so they can be permanently free for the rest of their lives. But notice if you are surrounded by people who don't believe that anything will work for you and you start sharing of like, you know what? I think this is gonna work. You know what? I think I can change. If that is not being reinforced, if that's being squashed down, if you have a group of people around you, when you say, you know what, I'm gonna do this and I really feel like it's gonna work and I have hope, 
And then you have all the voices that you've been hearing for years saying like, no, that wouldn't work. Nothing works for you. Or, well, you know, I don't know that other thing failed. And they start bringing up those failures. Notice how that keeps you the same. It keeps you on that same path. And even if that path is killing you, it's something where if you surround yourself by people who don't believe in your ability to change, and if you're sharing that you wish to change with them and they don't support that, then that's something that's really going to keep you down and keep you in the same pattern. So one element is that you start entrenching yourself in the beliefs that you and the people that surround you believe because they seem more and more true. And then the other thing is that, just like we touched on, is that community around you will reinforce the same beliefs that you've had before, right? And whatever those beliefs are, if you sur like you are most likely to have the similar beliefs to the people around you and then have those more and more reinforced. So it makes it more difficult in the peer group or the family group or your tribe, whatever it is, it makes it much more difficult to change a belief when the people around you are reinforcing the opposite. So, so that's a really important thing to be aware of in your community. The other thing that really gets reinforced in a group or community is habits. So if you say, you know what, I don't want to eat at night in front of the TV, but you are in a household where you've decided to not eat at night in front of the TV, but it's at night and everyone's in front of the TV and everyone else has snacks on their lap and you're the only one that doesn't, well then that's going to be really reinforcing of you going back into that old habit. So the the people's habits around you are also going to reinforce and perpetuate. And a lot of times it's, you know, people enabling each other of just like people might say the right answer of like, oh, we want to change or, you know, we don't want to do this anymore. But then everyone's sort of like, oh, well, it's Friday. Oh, well, it's going to be fun. Like those habits tend to come back to whatever that, that strongest groove of what has been practiced with the community is, even if those are really damaging things. So, you know, it's probably really an, an obvious pattern with something like quitting smoking. A lot of times when people quit smoking, they need to be thinking about like, okay, like what is, what is my peer group right now? Because if that's what everyone does, right? If that's like what we do, if your peer group, what they do is they drink, what they do is they smoke, what they do is they go to sports matches, what they do is they go to, you know, like poetry readings, like whatever it is, that they are going to be doing, you are much more likely to build a tolerance and a affinity for and just be doing more often because we are social creatures, right? It's like, and those habits and that, that need for belonging and that fear of rejection, all of that plays in to the people that we surround ourselves with reinforce the same things over and over. And it becomes more and more entrenched over time. If you have any, if it's in your life or you're seeing somebody else in their friend group, like with their friend group, uh, if they've been together, you know, for 10 years, 30 years, whatever it is, like those people have all become more and more and more the same, right? They sort of get like more specific, smaller versions of themselves. I'm not talking about in size. I'm talking about like the things that could have expanded belief or change sort of get shaved off over time because it's just like, this is the way it is. This is the way that we believe. And that, that thought process gets smaller and smaller. Now, again, that can really serve you if you're in a group of people that are supportive and expansive and looking to grow, right? If that's the culture of the people that you surround yourself with, then that can be a really positive thing. So what you want to look at is 
with the group that you are in, if you think of those people, right? If you just think of who are the six to eight people that I interact with most in my life. And that's not just in person. I know that we're also in a chapter of the world where you know we're doing a lot fewer things in person. So with the, the studies and the research, like it doesn't even need to be physically together. Like it's just the people that you interact with, right? Even if it's online or on Zoom or you know colleagues, you know, wherever in the world, those people have a big influence on you. So I want you to think of like the six to eight people that you spend the most time with in your life and I want you to imagine them all lined up in front of you and I want you to think of one just briefly each individually think of their qualities think of their personality think of their outlook on life think of their just what they value think of the goals that they're moving toward think of the success that they're having or not having in their life and just honestly ask yourself the question if I became exactly like a combination of these people does that feeling is it elating and exciting and yes i'm so glad or is it sort of like a dread and an oh no and a, that's not what i want and that's just good data right it's just good information of like if you are so impacted by the people around you do you want to be like the people around you and this is just a good little check-in with yourself of Am I surrounding myself with the people that I want to become like? Because chances are very, very good that you are going to become more and more like the people that you surround yourselves with. Now, I want you to think of that same group of people, right? Like all lined up in front of you. And I want you to just briefly think of them all individually. And I want you to ask yourself the question, how does this person treat me? Overall, how does this person treat me? Do they treat you with respect? Do they take you for granted? Are they kind to you? Are they unkind to you? Just check in. And an interesting and a sad element of how, how our minds work and how we, we navigate ourselves socially is that we only become upset when people treat us worse than we treat ourselves. And one really hard part of having a struggle with food is we tend to constantly beat ourselves up. Just, you know, be constantly having these negative thoughts about ourselves and that upset around it and, you know, just calling ourselves names or, you know, feeling feelings of failure or worthlessness. So if we're treating ourselves that badly all the time, then one sadness that we see is that because when you treat yourself so bad internally, a lot of times you're not even aware of how badly maybe some other people are treating you because it's not worse than how you're treating yourself. So I want you to just think of how do the people in this, in this lineup, the six to eight people that are closest to me, how do they treat me? And then the last question I want you to ask as you think of you know, your panel of people who are close to you, I want you to think about how do I feel when I'm around this person? Because sometimes there can be elements where it's like, oh, somebody treats me okay, but then that's, there's some contrast, or it might be aligned, but it's just good to look at of how do I feel when I'm around that person? And that, 
could have to do with them or it could have to do with whatever it brings up in you, right? Like there isn't a judgment in that, but just look at the data of like, how do I feel when I'm around those people? Now, thinking of the people that you're surrounding yourself with and those, those choices in life, then let's take it to the, the vein of thinking about how this interacts with food, right? So the community in which you are in is such a really big deal, especially when you're trying to change. So I'll give you an example. We had a client that came to us. She had already been to like an in-treatment, she did some outpatient as well, but like in-treatment, like inpatient treatment center for her eating disorder. And she had been there over and over and over. So it was five times that she had been to this treatment center. And she said, Every time I went back, it felt like more of a death sentence because I saw the same people. I saw the same people over and over and over. And it's like nobody was getting better. It's the same people and they're back and they believe they're gonna be back. They're gonna get in $60,000 of debt for a couple of months. They're gonna go to this treatment center and they've just been told that they're gonna have to come back every year for the rest of their life because they're broken and they're just gonna relapse. She's like. I just felt like more and more of a death sentence because it's like nobody's getting better. Think of the impact that has of wanting to fix a problem and looking around at a community where no one is fixing the problem, where it's only getting worse. Think of how many accountability groups that you might be in where people are coming together over and, oh, well, I gained the weight back. And so, okay, well, we've got to do this again. Let's keep each other accountable. Let's try a new diet together. Friends that fail together. Friends that say, okay, well, you know, it didn't work last time, but maybe we'll just try harder this time. And what you start seeing is a pattern of failure, not just within yourself, but within everyone around you. And what that does is it creates these, these feelings of hopelessness because it's like, it feels really, really hard. Like we have had so many people with like advanced degrees, like uh, PhDs in the psychology of eating disorders. We have a lot of counselors, a lot of therapists come to us for our help because they have their own disordered eating. And they know their way isn't working and so they wanna to come to us for help and they get free and it's awesome. But one thing that they say that was really hard about the pattern is like, I got in to counseling, I became a psychologist because I was trying to figure out my own stuff with food and it didn't work so my eating issues just got worse and worse. And then people were coming to me for help and I was telling them what my textbooks and training told me to do that didn't work for me, but I thought maybe it'd work for them, but then it didn't work for them. And so again, surrounding themselves by it's not working for me, it's not working for them, but it's just you look around and you just see all of this failure and you don't see anyone getting better. And it either starts creating feelings of there's something wrong with me and I'm broken, or it starts creating feelings of this problem just cannot be fixed. One of the biggest reactions of anger that we get from people who you know, might see a post of ours or a video is people who've been struggling for a long time that just send us super hateful messages and most everyone is just really supportive and wants to be here because they want to get free. But you know, hurt people hurt people. So every once in a while we have people that just come out in anger. And the number one vein of communication in that anger is how dare you give people hope? How dare you give people hope? How dare you tell people that things can change? How dare you tell people that you, get, you, you cannot have this problem anymore? Like 
because that idea is so reinforced for them, right? That idea of like, you can't get better from an eating disorder, you can't be free. If that was true, and we are in a community where everyone's getting free, right? Like literally we've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. We see people come in 45 years of binge eating and bulimia and anorexia and round and round and health professionals have told them they're never gonna get better. And then we work with them for like six weeks and they're permanently free for the rest of their lives. So that's what we see all day, every day. So we know the truth of, of course you can be free. Like we know how to get you there. We know how to get you to the other side of this. Like we've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. But think of if you've never seen that, if you've just seen people failing over and over, if you failed over and over, and then you come into a community where they dare to say that you can actually be free and done with this, it's understandable. It doesn't make it okay to, you know, like treat somebody badly or say something mean, but it's like we, we get where that's coming from of like, what does that mean? If you've been struggling for 45 years and you could have been free or there is a way to be free, Either one of two things, either one, you're gonna be excited about that and it's gonna give you hope and you're gonna align with it and be like, well then maybe it's possible for me or you're going to reject it and you're gonna say, no, because if that's true, if I could have been free from it, if there is a way to be free, then what does that mean for the 45 years that I've tried to do this? So a lot of people, not a lot of people, I'll be clear, it's a, the, the people who are upset, which is a small percentage, but the messaging is like, how dare you give people hope? Which is really, how dare you say there is hope because I feel bad about failing so many times. And so that's the power of community. Like whether it's in your community of reinforcing that belief that's actually gonna keep you from even seeing the answer right in front of you. So when you're in a community where you have built this belief of like nothing can be fixed and like it's never gonna get better, and then you come into a community where it's like, actually, like you can be done with this, you can be free from it. Then if those beliefs are, are so strongly held and you're not willing to have that openness, then it can throw you right back into, again, reinforcing those old beliefs that aren't serving you even, even stronger. But it works the other way as well, you guys. When you are in a community of where you get to see everyone succeed, where you get to see people getting better and getting better quickly and doing things that you want to be able to do. And then you can see that happening, right? Yeah. Oh, and Amy, wonderful comment. She's saying, hurt people hurt people. Thank you for this reminder. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really like, we, we know that our message seems radical, just like when microwaves came out, like what I can, you know, cook a chicken in that short amount of time instead of, you know, putting it in my stove for all this long. Like people freaked out when the microwave first came out. Like they had to like shut it down and not sell microwaves. And then like later on when people were like more open, they sold it and now like everybody has a microwave. But like people really got freaked out by having something that was so much faster and easier and more efficient than what they were used to. And they rejected it, right? And so, we, we know what that is, right? It's like, we know that our message sounds radical in the world of like, yeah, no matter how long you've been struggling, you can be completely and permanently free from your eating disorder for the rest of your life. And we can show you how to do that in just like a handful of weeks. Like, it seems easy for us to say it because it's like, we do it all the time. But for somebody hearing that for the first time, like I can appreciate if it might like shake you up a little bit, like, oh my gosh, really? And like Amy, you know, was um, reflecting back of like hurt people hurt people. So it's like, that's, that's what we know that it is, right? Like, I know there's a lot of hurt in being in this for so long. I know that like, this is not 
an easy thing to deal with of struggling with food. So, you know, we're going to have some people that are upset, but we're not here for the people who are rejecting freedom and like more committed to their, their fear than their freedom. Like we're here for the ones who want to hear this message. And I'm just like, yes, there is hope. Like, all right, like, let's do it. Like, I, I, I want to be free of this. And that's who we're here for. But it's always going to be both, right? Anytime that you have a message that's time has come, anytime you have a good idea that's saving the world, they're going to be like the people that are like, thank you. And they're going to be the people that are like, be quiet. And we just don't listen to the people that say be quiet because <laughs> we, we want to be here for the people that are saying thank you. So thank you for reflecting that back, Amy. That's awesome. Now, like I was saying, it works the other way as well. So here's a really, really fun thing. When people come into our community, in fact, I'm going to give you guys like a little life with Lydia, life with Lydia history lesson because um, this is this is interesting. Because everything that we do is based off of the data of what actually works. So nothing that we do is based off of theory of like I think that this is going to help people with their relationship with food. Everything we do is based off of this actually helps people with food. When we do this, people get free of their eating disorders in you know four or six weeks. When we have these elements in place, when people consistently practice this, like it's a very consistent and predictable system where if somebody wants to be free, we can show them exactly how to do that. And we operated first at first when we when we started helping people like we did i mean we did focus groups and you know we helped thousands of people and like we got the principles really solid of how to end an eating disorder and so we knew how to do that you come in we're going to coach you how to do this you're going to practice these things over this amount of weeks and you are going to be able to change your brain so you have permanent freedom for the rest of your life and we knew how to do that but what we didn't know at first was the power of community and this is a really cool thing so we had people come to us we would coach them individually and just be like, all right, here's what you're going to do and you're going to practice this. And they'd be super grateful and they would, you know, end their eating disorder and be normal eaters and, you know, be celebrating. And it was great. And we did it that way for a really long time. And then, because everything we do is based off of data, we're like, you know what? Let's try this. Instead of just coaching people on sort of an individual basis, what if they could be in a community together where they could see each other's like you know results and celebrate with each other and you know know what's possible because we on the back end would see that right we would be like oh my gosh like mary's doing amazing this is awesome like 34 years of bulimia and she's not even worried about ever purging again and then you know we would see oh my gosh jane is just like she is totally rocking it like she forgot about the chocolate that was in her cupboard and like she hasn't wanted to eat in the evenings or binge like she hasn't binged for like weeks and weeks and she's not even worried about doing it but we would see mary and jane's results individually because we were coaching them but they wouldn't see each other's results because we were coaching them individually right like they didn't know each other existed we're just like we bring people in we get them free and we set them free in their lives now we brought everyone together in a community just to see, just to see like, all right, let's see if it's going to benefit people because um, we love gathering the data. And that's the cool thing about, you know, over this last decade is we've just, you know, we've refined and refined the principles where it's just like so predictable. We know exactly what works, what's going to serve people best. Um, and this is the journey, right? Um, so we put people in a community and a phenomenal, phenomenal thing started happening. We thought at first that it might be like, fun, right? Oh, Katharina, we are uplifting each other every day. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that comment. So cool. Cool. Um, oh, Katty. 
Yes, we are uplifting each other every day. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing your name, like your first name written down like that. So, oh, I love it, love it, love it. Oh, thank you for your comment. Okay, so, oh, I, it really is. Like we uplift each other every day. So at first we thought like, it's gonna be fun for people. Like people are gonna be a com in a community where they understand each other and where they're, you know, just being able to have fun, like, you know, knowing that they're not alone and all of that jazz. And we we thought that that would be a cool element. Like that was really where our heart was at first is like, let's put people together because I think they'll like being together. And they totally did. They loved being together. But then we saw something really cool happening. We saw the kind of results that people, I mean, it's still phenomenal, right? It's like taking somebody from 40 years of an eating disorder and in four weeks, like having freedom, like that's really cool, right? But what we started seeing is the results that it used to take people four weeks to get, they were getting in like the first week. So that was a really amazing surprise of how escalated and expedited the results were. Oh yeah, Katty's like, yes, it's me. Yes, I totally figured that out now. So <laughs> yes, and celebrating you, Katty. Oh, sending all the love. Um, and man, I just, I love you guys are, you make this community absolutely amazing and so much fun. And we do, we have such a good, good time. But it was the results that were just so amazing of like people could jump in and we would show them exactly how to get free from their food struggles. But then they were able to see somebody who was like three weeks ahead of them and they, one, knew they weren't alone. And it was like, whoa. And then they knew they weren't broken because it's like they saw other people's journeys of like, wow, this person was like out of control binging four weeks ago and now they're on like week five and like their whole countenance is different and they're not even worried about binging and they don't, they're not obsessing about food. And so it started creating this incredible like just belief for people of like what we knew because we were seeing everyone's results but when they could see each other's results it created this amazing belief of like what's possible and so it would get people in even more action because they're like oh well i'm just going to keep on doing what my coach is telling me because like i want to be able to you know be like that person on you know week six or whatever um and so people were in more action they were seeing what was possible they were seeing like the results happen even quicker they were understanding the concepts way faster because they were hearing it from all sorts of different perspectives. And so it was really beautiful to see the power of that community. Because remember you guys, it works both ways. When you come into a community where everyone is getting free, where there's incredible positivity and celebration, where there is no shame, there is no judgment, and there's like we just have incredible friendships. Like, We've had best friends like, come from this program, like our community, like we've just seen people connect in such an amazing way. Cause like the coolest people get eating disorders and it's just cool to be getting free together. And it is like that element of like fun and people might love it, absolutely. And that's how we like, that's how we've done it for a long time now. Cause it works so well, but you know that it's really fun, yes, but then the results that come from that. So I want you guys to just see that power of community. When you are surrounded by people who are getting free together, who are just committed, uh, just as committed to their freedom as you are to your freedom, and everyone is doing what works, and everyone is celebrating it working, and everyone is open and authentic and can be real, like all of those things are super, super powerful. And it just like amplifies people's results and experience. And it's so, so, so fun. So 
again, what we talked about at the beginning of, and whatever group that you are in, those beliefs are keep on getting reinforced and get better and better and better, right? So the beautiful thing is, is that that belief in freedom and that knowing of like, oh, I can be free and I'm not broken, that just keeps on getting stronger and stronger in our community where it's like a, of course, like, yeah, yeah, you came here to get free and we're getting free together. And then just like that up-leveling and that hope. Now, remember how we talked about when you think about the people that you are closest to, right? You know, the six to eight people that you spend the most time with, you know, you're, you're most likely to become like them. The other thing that happens when you have a really amazing high-level community is that you have an oasis from whatever else is happening. So some people have super supportive communities, right? Some people come in to our community to get free and we're showing them how to do that and we're cheering for them. And then they go back into their real life and people are cheering for them and they are positive and they believe in them. And that's awesome, that's great. And sometimes that's the way that it is. But sometimes people are coming from an environment where nobody believes in them, where they have people that are like sabotaging them in their own life or workplace, where they have you know, people who aren't believing in them, remind them of their failures. And a couple of things happen. Number one is that because they have an oasis in our community, they can be in a place where they are believed in, where they're getting free, where they're treated with kindness and respect, where there's no judgment, where like they're seeing all this evidence of people getting free around them and like they know these people, like these are my friends getting free, right? And it gives them incredible strength that when they go back into their life, where maybe people are treating them with disrespect or unkindness or shame or whatever it is, that it's like having this wonderful like shield of just like, oh, okay, cool. Like hurt people hurt people. Like I understand that you don't believe in me, but I mean, evidence is there. <laughs> like. I am not a binge eater anymore. Like I am free now. And like nobody, you don't have to depend on anyone. That's a big thing. It's a, another really cool effect that we saw of the community that we have is that you don't have to have any positivity or support or belief in anyone else in your life because people get that from our community. So you go back to your life and it's like this wonderful shield of like positivity of like, you know what? like. I know who I am, like I treat myself with respect, like I am learning to love myself, like I believe in me, like, um, and I'm seeing the result of all of that, right? Beautiful. And people can live in their real lives and they are not depending on anyone for support or positivity or help because they have that in the community. So that's a really important thing, like have a place where you could have an oasis where no matter what happens in life, like you can come back to, oh, okay, like these, these are my people, this is my tribe. I love it, we had one of our recent grads, she said, this is the sisterhood I have been looking for my entire life. Like, those are the sorts of things that we hear all the time, it's really beautiful. We had another one of our incredible, like, um, members of our community saying like, this is, the f this is the first group that I have been in where I can finally be totally open and to be myself. Like, I love that, I love it so much. Like, and having that community is a really beautiful thing. Now. The other element that happens is hearkening back to remember when we were saying that you only get upset when other people treat you worse than you treat yourselves. Okay. Now, what happens when, did I say that right? You only get upset when other people treat you worse than you treat yourself. 
I might have said it twice or I might have said it right that time. <laughs> okay. Now, what happens when you start treating yourself with more kindness? What happens when you start having more self-respect? What starts happening when you are stepping into your own power and what's possible for you? Like, what happens? I mean, it's all good things, but you start noticing. You start noticing the people that are not treating you in the way that you deserve to be treated. And you are aware now of how you deserve to be treated. So whether it is being in our community and then having that be a shield of positivity for real life, or whether it's being in the community and up-leveling your real life. So we have had people that have ended relationships. We've had people that have had abusive relationships they've ended because they knew their power and their worth and that person was not treating them how they should be treated. We've had people get into incredible relationships. So we, we have coached many people who have delayed having real meaningful relationships because they're like, well, I can't, you know, get involved with somebody and fall in love or, you know, want to have a life with somebody and then have this big secret or be treating myself this way or, you know, be purging and, you know, I could, you know, die at any time from it and kill myself with food. Like, so they keep everyone at a distance. They keep everyone away. Um, and what's really beautiful is we've also seen people start really healthy, grounded, wonderful relationships because they're coming from a place of, I have freedom, I have integrity, I have peace, I know my self-worth, I respect myself, I love myself. And me, as a whole person, is going to enjoy being with you as a whole person because it's actually a healthy relationship. Such a beautiful thing. So sometimes being in a really wonderful community where you're up-leveling yourself ends up up-leveling your whole world outside of that, which is a really beautiful thing. And being able to be real in a community, like, you know, for, for people in our community, a lot of times they come in thinking like, oh, well, I'm the worst case or the hardest case or I'm the most broken or, and then they come in and they see people that are like, oh, wow. <laughs> like these, the people around me, like getting started with me or that have been, you know, on this journey for, you know, a few weeks, like, wow, these people either like they, they get me and they're struggling just as much as I am, or like they were an even worse case than me. And wow, I see them getting better and I see them getting free. And so it's also when you can be real, when it's not like there are some communities that are positive, I'll put that in quotes communities, but it's because nobody's being authentic. It's because everyone is coming up to the front of the class and being like, I am perfect. I am doing everything great. I get the gold star. Aren't you so proud of me? And then they're trying to hide from everyone just how much they're truly struggling and what their authentic life is like. Like we see this a lot of times in sort of like high pressure communities where it's like if if you lose your your streak of doing everything perfectly, then you like lose your coin or you lose your you know reward and then you have to start over and you're sort of shamed in front of the group. So what ends up happening is that that people lie, they, they lie. Like very honest people are like, yep, I'm doing great, I'm perfect. I haven't done any of the things that I promised with all my heart that I told you I wouldn't do. And so everyone is in this very artificial place of 
trying to look like they're doing okay and then feeling so much shame about behind the scenes really struggling. But then like everyone is doing that, right? So everyone is like, look, I'm, look, I'm perfect. And then in secret struggling, but then everyone is looking around at everyone else that's pretending like they're being perfect. And so they're feeling like they're the only ones struggling. And that's a really like negative and toxic and awful sort of dynamic, right? So yes, you wanna be in a, in a community with celebration and you wanna be in a community where there's no shame and you wanna be in a community that you know, like people are celebrating their wins and very, very real, right? So for instance, like we have a community where somebody can come and be like, hey, all right, I binged today and that was not fun and that was not what I wanted to do, but here's the data that I gathered. Here's what I know because I know exactly how this works and why I'm doing it and how to stop it. Here's what I know went wrong and got me wobbly. And here's what I'm going to be practicing so that I can have the next level of freedom. So it's not like, like people are really authentic, but they know what they're doing. Like they know how to fix this. And it's like, okay, I'm refining the principles. I'm practicing. I know what to do. So people also aren't worried about each other. Cause it's like, oh man, that's no fun to binge, but yeah, you totally got this. So I just wanted to touch base on a couple of, you know, points about the power of the community. Like you will either be in a community that is creating a higher, better, more heroic, more free version of yourself, or you are going to be in a community that is dragging you down. And it's, it's never neutral. <laughs> That's the interesting thing about the people you surround yourself with. It's never like, we're just staying the same. Like you're going one direction or another, right? It's like you're, and it might be with, you know, some individuals are uplifting you, some individuals are bringing you down. It's like, I'm not saying that like everyone you interact with is the same sort of person, but overall you're either going to be moving moving up in expansion, in abundance, in light, in freedom, or you're going to be going the opposite direction. And so you want to think of like, okay, like how, like are things going in my life? Like how are the people around me influencing me and what do I want to do about it? What do I want to do about it? So I just thought that was a really fun request of one of our grads to talk about like the power of community because it is so powerful. We do have such an amazing, amazing, amazing community. For you, like if you want to be in a community that supports you, that not only knows like how to fix this problem, but to be surrounded by people who are all up leveling, like man, 2020 was a really hard year for a lot of people. 2020 was one of the best years for like the majority of our clients that we were coaching, even though hard stuff happened, this was like, the, it was the year that they got freedom. It was the year that like they, actually did what they'd wanted to do for their whole entire lives is get free from the struggle with food. So if you want to be in a community where people are up leveling and moving forward and no matter what's happening in the world that you have an oasis where people care about you and you're actually fixing the problem that you came to fix, then the, the next step of what you want to do is you want to go to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session. And what you're going to do is you're going to book a free breakthrough session where we're going to take that one-on-one -on -one time with you and really get you the foundation of freedom. And that's that first foundation that we need to establish. And then we're going to build everything off of that. So you can be done and free from this for the rest of your life. So that foundation of freedom is done in a breakthrough session. Again, you go to, and we will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session. 
where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off.